The Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger just won't die. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Stellas, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Crusty country singer Toby Keith once quipped, quote, I'm not as good as I used to be, but I'm as good as I ever was, unquote. The sentiment could be applied to 39-year-old Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Clearly, his skills have diminished over the course of his 18 seasons, especially these past two years. But there are stretches within games, shorter and shorter these days, when Roethlisberger is as good as he ever was. Such was the case in the fourth quarter of that stirring 20-19 win over the hated rival Ravens at Heinz Field. Roethlisberger has always been a come-from-behind quarterback. Now he's in the twilight of his career and still pulling off Houdini heroics to pull out wins from his helmet. The Heinz Field crowd responded with some of the loudest cheering this longtime fan has ever heard. It was a sight and sound to behold. Some sentimental Steelers fans say this is the way Big Ben should go out with one last hurrah. They insist it would have been a fitting career capstone had this been Ben's final game. But it wasn't. Both the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger are still very much alive in the AFC North. All the talk about a top-to-bottom Steelers rebuild for a post-Roethlisberger era will have to wait. They are sniffing the playoffs in Pittsburgh. This historic Steelers run with Roethlisberger and his uncanny ability to continue to pull off heroics and pull out wins will continue until it doesn't. Some team is going to have to stick a fork in Ben and the Steelers to finally kill this resilient player and football team. It probably will not be the Minnesota Vikings who look ripe for the picking by the visiting Steelers this Thursday night. The Steelers' defense is performing again. T.J. Watt is a one-man quarterback wrecking crew, and boy did he rock havoc on the confidence and capabilities of Ravens QB Lamar Jackson. Jackson, the one-time NFL MVP, came up small versus the Steelers yet again. Now the Steelers' offense is doing just enough, but delivering when it counts. The running game is still fits and starts, and not because rookie Najee Harris doesn't have anything left in the tank. It's more that patchwork Pittsburgh offensive line that is to blame. But bit by bit, things are working. The defense finally shut down the run versus Jackson and those Ravens, and that made all the difference. It placed the onus on Jackson to throw. Once again, he failed. The Steelers remain his kryptonite. Fans in the 412 area code could not be more ecstatic. But for how long will this euphoria last? We don't know how this is going to end. Well, we kind of do. 
Ben Roethlisberger will ride off into the sunset after this season. Five years later, he'll stride into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But between now and then, how much can Big Ben still bring to the table and to these Steelers? And can it equal or even surpass that thrilling fourth quarter versus those rival Ravens? That's the question going forward. Hey, and we may not like the answer in the end. But so long as this Steelers ride continues, the bandwagon in Pittsburgh and across Steelers Nation writ large will be bursting at the seams. We have all of the fevered fallout from wrecking those Ravens and a look ahead to the Vikings Thursday night special in this nostalgic edition of your Steelers Update Podcast. Hey, and be sure to check out my print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes rejoicing over that Ravens vanquishing and tipping our respective hats to Roethlisberger's ability to keep rising to the occasion when it counts, namely in the fourth quarter. Right now, let's get right to it. And we begin with the Dean of Steelers beat reporters, waxing poetic about the continued late game heroics of one Ben Roethlisberger, even in the twilight of Big Ben's career. I give you Ed Bouchette writing for The Athletic, and he does write this, quote, Ben Roethlisberger long has established himself as a clutch quarterback, one who can bring his team back in the fourth quarter to win like few others. Only two others have done it more so than him. That touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson with one minute, 48 seconds left Sunday to beat the Ravens marked Roethlisberger's 51st game-winning drive. It ties Tom Brady with only two others ahead of them. Peyton Manning has 54, and Drew Brees has 53. Rounding off the top five is Dan Marino with 47. All five either are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame or getting there as soon as they are eligible. Incredibly, Roethlisberger has led game-winning drives in a league-high five of those Steelers' six victories this season. It ties the most he's had in any one season. He had five as a rookie in 2004 and a sixth against the Jets in the playoffs that year. He also had four in 2008 and added a fifth in the playoffs that year with the best and most important offensive series in Steelers history, capped by his touchdown pass to Santonio Holmes with 35 seconds left to beat Arizona 27-23 in that Super Bowl. Unquote. So, hey, Big Ben is clutch late and he's becoming clutch late in his career. That's why Ed Bouchette's colleague at The Athletic, one Mark Caboli, admits now that he was wrong for urging the Steelers to take the ball out of Big Ben's hands and keep pounding it on the ground. In other words, Ben has surprised even this enlightened Steelers analyst. Caboli writes this in the form of a confession. Quote, I admit I was the one pounding the table for the Steelers to do what they did during the four-game winning streak earlier in the season. Establish a physical running game early, 
then allow Ben Roethlisberger to make a handful of throws to help things along. Attrition along the offensive line took care of that. The Steelers were down to their fifth left guard for the large portion of Sunday's 20-19 win over the first-place Ravens at Heinz Field. And let's face it, the offensive line isn't experienced enough to take control of a defense. Maybe next year, but not now. The Steelers didn't necessarily stumble onto something new during the second half of Sunday's win, but it is something they need to incorporate more down the final stretch of the season. It wasn't quite Roethlisberger drawing up things in the dirt like the last time the Steelers and the Ravens met, but it was a nice balance of no-huddle, hurry-up, RPO offense. It allowed offensive coordinator Matt Canada to radio plays into the Roethlisberger's helmet, and the quarterback decided where the ball should go. Roethlisberger might not be the most dynamic quarterback anymore, but he has the smarts to manipulate defenses and still enough arm strength to make every throw. The robotic Matt Canada offensive motions, ghost motions, zipper motions, jet sweeps, and all those may have a place somewhere, but we can pretty much conclude it's not with this quarterback and not with this offensive line. And that's okay. Canada has to set aside his ego, and Roethlisberger has to set aside his for this team to have any shot at winning at least three of their final five games to get into the playoffs, unquote. That's Mark Caboli with The Athletic saying, tear up everything I've been saying to date this season. Let Ben, let the offense, let the Steelers' offense run through a 39-year-old Big Ben Roethlisberger. And yes, he mentions the playoffs. The playoffs. They are sniffing playoffs in Pittsburgh. Finally, you don't want to talk about what uh, Big Ben is doing uh, and what he did against the Ravens at age 39. A lot of people writing him off already. None other than Steelers coach Mike Tomlin recognized the legendary performance of his late career quarterback. And he did so by awarding Roethlisberger the game ball from that Ravens win. And this is no empty gesture either. Here's Pittsburgh Post-Gazette veteran Jerry Dulac on what that win and the head coach's gesture really means. Namely, it is setting a tone for the rest of this otherwise young Steelers team and for the rest of what could be a sweet surprise of a season for these Steelers. Dulac writes this, quote, Mike Tomlin chose to give the game ball after Sunday's 20-19 victory against the Baltimore Ravens to quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. And not just because Roethlisberger threw two touchdowns, did not throw an interception for the fifth time in the past six games, and had his second highest passer rating of the season. It was because he did what only two other quarterbacks in NFL history have done more times than him, engineer a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. Those moments, Tomlin said, are valuable learning tools for the other players on the Steelers. Said Tomlin, quote, I've been in a lot of circumstances like that with him, and he usually does what he did Sunday. And not only that, but he relishes those opportunities. You want to educate young players, too. I'm sure Ben's got a lot of game balls at the house, 
but it was also a point to be made to the younger player. What is desired and expected? Our young players get an opportunity to learn a lot from guys like Ben and Cam Hayward, not only in terms of how they conduct themselves and the things that they say, but how they perform and how they perform in those thick moments, unquote. As we said, it was the 39th time Roethlisberger has led the Steelers on a game-winning comeback drive in the fourth quarter. Only Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have done it more times, according to Pro Football Reference. Quote, you get to be Ben. You get to be Cam for a reason because of your ability and your willingness to consistently rise up in those moments and deliver, Tomlin said. For his part, Roethlisberger joked after the game that he has to get ready for a Thursday night game in Minnesota when he typically doesn't even practice until Thursday in any given week. But it hasn't bothered him lately. In his past three Thursday night starts, Roethlisberger has 12 touchdown passes with no interceptions and a 142.0 passer rating. He needs 242 yards to become only the sixth player in history with 3,000 passing yards in 15 seasons. Quote, it's never easy to play in four days. Half the time, I don't even practice on Thursday, let alone play a game. So we're all in the same boat and we all have to go out there and do what we can do. Unquote. That's Ben Roethlisberger. And right now he's doing All he can do, and that is still a lot for these Steelers. Great stuff from Jerry Dulac. And of course, though, you know, Roethlisberger stole the show with that fourth quarter performance. But it wasn't just Big Ben who beat those Ravens and put the word playoffs on the lips of legions of Steelers fans. Linebacker T.J. Watt right now is the best player on these Steelers, and he's right up there in the top five best players across all of the NFL. I would argue that with anybody. So here is the Athletics' Ed Bouchette one more time, this time on the wonderful T.J. Watt. Quote, move over, James Harrison, Kevin Green, Greg Lloyd, Jason Gildon, and Joey Porter. T.J. Watt is the greatest 3-4 outside linebacker in Steelers history, And his career may not even be half over yet. Watts career high. 3.5 sacks in the Steelers. 20-19 victory over the Ravens. Tied him with Harrison for the most in a season in a franchise history. With 16. With five games to go. And with Watt also missing two full games to date. But it's more than sacks with Watt. And there was nothing to illustrate that more than what he did during the Ravens' two-point try to win the game with 12 seconds left. Watt won the game right there. Tight end Mark Andrews flashed open on the right side for the Ravens. And all Lamar Jackson had to do was throw him the ball and the Ravens would have won. But someone was in Jackson's way. Let defensive lineman Chris Warmly tell it to you. Quote, it was a good play and Mark was open, but TJ caused the pressure and Lamar kind of dropped his shoulder a little bit, threw an awkward pass and didn't complete the pass, unquote. 
You don't have to be reminded that Watt did not practice at all last week while he was in COVID-19 protocol and only learned on Saturday that he could play when he had a second negative test. Watt was in the right place at the right time as usual. He had six hits on Jackson, including the sacks and a forced fumble. He leads the NFL with 16 sacks after leading the NFL with 15 last season. With five games left, he should not only set a new Steelers sack record, but has a chance at the NFL record of 22.5 sacks. He has four forced fumbles, something that he's turned into an art form the way Harrison, Lloyd, and Porter did with the Steelers before. He has 21 in his career and led the NFL with eight in 2019. His 65.5 career sacks are by far the most by a Steeler player in his first five seasons. He and Reggie White are the only players to have four consecutive seasons of at least 13 sacks since it became an official statistic in 1982. Hey, and all this happened as Watt turned age 27 in October. At 27 in 2005, James Harrison was still a backup linebacker and would not become a starter for two more years, unquote. Unquestionably, great stuff, great information from Ed Bouchette with The Athletic on the great and still greatness to come, T.J. Watt. T.J. is just getting started, folks. The future is bright. The next challenge for Watt and his Steelers D is hot wide receiver Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings. Here is Chris Adamski with Trid Live signing up the Steelers' chances up there in mini on Thursday night. Quote, the Steelers' secondary will be tasked with locating Jefferson on Thursday night. The second-year player has been the NFL's hottest receiver over the past month, leading the lead in receiving yards, 577, and catches, 32, over the past four weeks of games. For the season, the 6'1", 195-pound Jefferson is second in receiving yards with 1,209, seventh in catches with 78, and tied for eighth in touchdowns with seven. PFF grades Jefferson as the third-best wide receiver in the league. Here's Tomlin on Jefferson, quote, we've got our hands full trying to minimize Jefferson and his talents. He's really challenging. He's an easy and fluid mover. He's got great vision. His run after catch is exceptional because of that vision. He's able to contort his body and adjust and make difficult catches seem easy, unquote. Added Steelers defensive coordinator Keith Butler, quote, he gets open. He does a good job running routes. He and the quarterback, Kirk Cousins, are in tune, unquote. The bad news for the Steelers is, in all likelihood, they will be without number one cornerback Joe Hayden in handling the task of corralling Jefferson. Hayden has missed the past three games because of a foot injury. During Sunday's win against the Baltimore Ravens, Alehu Witherspoon was promoted to Hayden's replacement as the full-time left outside cornerback. So that is a considerable challenge for the Steelers to go up against Jefferson without Hayden, but the way this team is playing, I like their chances. So there it is, Steelers fans. Everything is still on the table for your favorite football team. 
Now, the stretch run to see what Ben Roethlisberger has left in the tank continues up there in Minnesota Thursday night. But if Ben's late-game heroics versus the Ravens are any indication, the best may be yet to come. Hey, let's hope, and let's go Steelers. And that is your Steelers Update podcast for now. Tune in every Wednesday, wherever you download your podcast to get it fresh. We're out every Wednesday afternoon. And just make it easy. Sign up so you get it automatically. And, of course, check out my print column first thing Thursday morning on Penn Live. And, of course, stop in to Penn Live anytime for your real-time Steelers news.